Hey, anybody who's watching, we are the Armchair Cinephiles. Uh, he is Jeff and I am, I am Doug. <laughs> I, I am Doug. Today we are talking about Silo Episode 1. Uh, I am so excited that I was able to talk Jeffrey into um, watching this. I, when the books first came out by Hugh Howey, um, uh, back in 2011, 2013, I think I, w I read the first Omnibus, one of them. But the first one was released was called Wool. And okay. the, f the first episode actually uh, uh, gives you the title of it right at the right at the end of the, the first one's called Freedom Day. But yeah. the the title of the book is called uh, Wool. So uh, and that's referring that. to what she uses to clean. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if any if everybody um, I'll probably talk about this throughout the series as we review it. But at this time in the writing world, there were no really super successful self-publishers. And Hugh Howey, who's also executive producers on this, who wrote the books, um, was considered one of the first superstars of self-publishing. And okay, uh, are you fiddling around? Okay, that's yeah, the sorry, list. that's me. That's okay. Um, and he released this more as a series of short stories and serials, like in the old style TV series kinds of things. So okay. for a while there, you didn't, you, you only got, you got it very episodically. So um, I remember. Did you say that lends itself to the TV series really well? Uh, no. Okay. Because it's not as serialized as the short stories were. Like they do a lot of things in the, book that they only tell visually that are that are quite subtle and okay, yeah, yeah. um but i believe the the way they have condensed it i think they've they've done a good uh, a good job um yeah um i'm pretty excited uh, one of my favorites uh rebecca ferguson also in dune is in it um one of the things there's lots of things to talk about did you have a place you wanted to jump into because you don't know anything about it i don't i only watched the first episode uh and i i really liked it um what what did you like about it because i wasn't sure if you're going to like it because it's yet another dystopian you know yeah. compressed you know all the tropes yeah and maybe that's just what i'm into right now but like well hey to that point I did find it very reminiscent of Snowpiercer and Hunger Games. Like it has the same sort of oppressive government lying to the people type of feel. So okay. like but that's what dystopian I don't know where is. It goes. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know where it goes from there, but that was kind of my first impression of it. Yeah. Um, but the first, aside from that, the first next thing that jumped out to me was the aesthetic and it oh. looks really good. Yeah. Apple money. Apple money. And it just, there's certain little things, right? Like it's, you're in this silo. You've been here for 140 years. They, they tell the audience and since it looks, yeah, it looks dirty, right? It's not pristine. It's not super clean. Um, but it it's has, yeah. Yeah. It has a really nice aesthetic to it. That's somewhat futuristic. But it, it's also very, uh, the aesthetic is very similar to uh, the TVA in Loki. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Which is sort of cool. That retro yeah. 50s. Futuristic retro. Yeah. Like it's the, yeah. 
if they had to yeah. do something in the 50s. If you like that look, you should read the Lady Astronaut series of books by Mary Robinette Kowal because um, it's full of technology from that era. But that technology is, I'm not going to give away too much here, is forced to do stuff it wasn't intended to. So all the redundancies and things they had to put in, which I'm wondering if we're going to see or not. But yeah, the first episode, um, I like the way they started it. Um, yeah. What else did you like about it right off the bat? Um, it was, I mean, I, I like how the, how do I put this? The, the, the story is the mystery out the gate, right? Like the people in this silo and you as the audience don't know what's going on outside. And that's, that. it's a simple mystery. It's a simple premise. And then how do we, how, how do we get a story out of this? And, and how do we, how do we go down this road to figuring these things out? And I thought they did a great job with, uh, at the end of the episode, if we want to jump there. Um, go wherever when, you want. When Allison leaves to go yeah. clean. Yeah. And as she's in the jail cell and she's talking to... Um, Holston. Yeah. Um, yeah, Holston. And she's like, okay. Hey, I'm going to go out there and if everything's lush and green, then I'm going to clean and then I'm going to turn and walk away and I'm going to walk over that hill and I'm going to figure things out and I'll come back for you. If everything as is as we see it, then I'll just wave goodbye and I'll turn and, and walk because I'll have made the biggest mistake. So at this point in the episode, as the viewer, there's there's enough that you're like, I really want to know what's going on outside. But then because because that's that's the mystery, right? And like the episode's an hour long, so it's you're you're into it. And they do such a good job of drawing you in. That was that was another point I wanted to make is that like the episode had to do a lot. And oh. it does a lot. It accomplishes a lot in that hour. It's it's borderline a full full movie. And oh. it like it, it introduces the world, it introduces the characters, it introduces um a subplot, a side character, like it gives you the feel, the tone, the mystery, the questions. It like it kind of gives you a glimpse as to their daily lives. It gives you um, an idea of what the government has been doing or lying about or whatever. Like it does a lot. And I kind of noticed that at the beginning of the episode where it was like, hey, this kind of feels choppy. Like we're not getting long scenes of dialogue. But then I was like, OK, I think that's OK, because the episode has to do a lot. It has to get a lot done. I mean, we even get like a celebration of Freedom Day, right? We yeah. get part of their culture. It, yeah, I just it, it does a lot, but it does a lot well. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, going going back to the end of the episode, you, you have this point where you've been introduced to so much and you're kind of already invested, even though it's the first episode. And Allison walks out there and you you as the viewer, you want to know so bad. Is she right? And she doesn't make it over the hill. Well, exactly. So you have two things happen here. First, she cleans. Yeah. So you're like, okay, it's lush and green out there. That's That was her thing. She said, if it's lush and green, then I will clean. And I'll walk over that hill and then I'll go figure it out and I'll come back to you. And it's like, okay. So she walks out there and she cleans. So it must be lush and green. And according to that little reflection that we saw in her glasses when she's working with um, Lucas, I think his name is, on that hard drive, right? They see the other clip of 
somebody else who cleaned and it was lush and green and that you see the birds flying, right? So it's like animals can survive. So you assume at this point she cleans, she should, it should be lush and green and she should be able to survive. And then she collapses, but then she gets up. But and then, then she then collapses. She collapses. <laughs> and so it was like, it, it was, it was a cliffhanger without being a cliffhanger, if that makes any sense. It's kind of a cliffhanger for the whole first season, I would guess. Like that's what the whole first season is going to be in my assumption is, is going to be trying to figure out what she write. <laughs> How far have you watched? I've watched the first episode, but I've read the oh. I've read the oh, book. Oh, you've read it. Okay. Right? So yeah, so, that's that's my guess is that the first season is going to be answering that question and Holston's kind of journey is to figuring out a what happened to Allison and b whether or not she was right. What I find interesting is there is no antagonist yet it's the first episode there yeah. is no there is no antagonist the antagonist is you know the people that haven't given them information and what's the rebellion right yeah so um there was a couple of things about that that i found super interesting first of all the the one rule right the pact the rule if you the say condensa the condensation of the one rule Right. Like that's how he that's how he phrases it. He says, if you boil down what the pact is. Right. So there are it's, more rules. We don't know what they are yes. yet. But right. it says if you want to go out, you can go out. If you say that you want to go out, like it's so uh, strict, I guess, for lack of a better term. Like it's just if you say, though, if you utter those words and we've seen we see it twice in the first episode. Right. Yeah. If, if you utter those words like they're dead serious about this, you're going outside. And you don't get to stay and spread the idea of going out. Exactly. Yes. And that's how I took it. I took it as this is uh, a rule put in place by, I mean, I'm going to call them the government because I don't know what else to, or the, what did she call them? Um, judicial. Well, it sounds judicial. like there's, there's, it sounds like there's various departments. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I just throw it under the government. Yeah. Um, so there's that, like this rule that it boils down to is if you say you want to go outside, we're kicking you out, you're going. There's there's no flirting with this idea. There's no, you know, we're not starting riots. We're not going to be chanting this in the silo. Like if you say it, you're gone. Yeah. And so that to me is a form of control. Yeah. And then the other form that I found uh, interesting was the... Like the last rites that he that Holston reads, yeah. here at the beginning of the episode, and then at the end when he reads them to Allison, and it's uh, we do not know why why we are here. Yeah, that's how it starts. It's like okay, well, nobody can question why we're here because we don't know why we're here. Yeah, and then we do not who we do not know who built the silo. Again, it's like you can't point a finger, you can't mm -hmm. hold animosity, you can't hold anybody accountable because we don't know who built it. We do not know why everything outside the silo is as it is. So again, no pointing fingers, no holding anybody accountable. We do not know when it will be safe to go outside. We only know that that day is not today. Yeah. So when is it? It can be never because it's not today. Is it tomorrow? Don't know. All we know is it's not today. Yeah. And then uh, we hope that you will clean so that we are reminded that here is safe and there isn't. And this whole thing is just, it just screams to me control. Like this is, this yes. is how we're going to instill so much fear in everybody and control everybody. Cause you can't question anything. It's just, we don't even know he's the sheriff and he doesn't even know. 
The mayor doesn't know. Nobody knows. Is it safe to go? Just not today. Just not today. Yeah. And so that was really interesting to me because, yeah, just how they're setting up kind of their whole universe. Society, the whole really. world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing that I liked that kind of that kind of drew me into like, okay, this can be. I think I think this is going to be some good writing, and this is going to be a good season. Is uh, when Holson says, "What's the value of taking an oath if you only uphold it when it's easy?" Yeah, I thought that I was, was like, a great. Oh, it's a great, great line. line, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, very interesting that way. You got to think too uh, when Allison cuts into her own body, like what kind of guts and like i i loved that scene i loved that it happened um and like we're shown the the days tick away right so it's not like they go from having the birth control removed trying to have a baby for you know a week a month or whatever yeah. it's it's a year like and then somebody and else gets to try third try yeah yeah and this is, so this, there's a lot of built-up frustration here and then you get it's also their last uh, try because she's she, they, they have a rule like you don't have kids if you're over 30. Right. Yeah. Right. So. And then you have um, the crazy lady, Martha Walker. Yeah. And uh, she's, you know, planting some ideas into her head that, you know, things aren't what we're being told. They're not, they're, things aren't all up to par here. Yeah. And and so you get this you get to see again as the audience, you get to see albeit like shortened because you don't see the three tries you don't see the the three uh years i guess they get to try to have a baby um and you don't see the full year you see it's cut up and it's shortened um but you see the frustration build in allison to the point where she's willing to put a knife in herself and and then find evidence and this is what i loved about this is there's it's not speculation. It's not guessing. It's not her telling her husband, "Hey, I think something fishy's going on. Trust me, right?" And that's that's just it. And then she goes on this frantic, um, you know, thing where she goes off and is just like, "No, you have to trust me. You have to trust me." No, it, the, here's here's evidence. Like we were told this was taken out, and here it is. I just pulled it out of myself. And then before he can, did you take it to the dock? And he yeah. said it was, oh, it's just a placeholder thing to be da 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 da. Yeah. And, and Which, you, the first seed of doubt in his mind. Yeah. But to me, that's like, that's rock solid evidence, right? Is um, it? Wow. It, it could be explained away by the doctor, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but if, it, okay, so let's assume that it's correct. Then the doctor it? has to be in on it, whatever right. it is. Yep. Yeah. So, okay, that's a really good point because that means you have at least one person that knows more guess, than everybody else right. but now the audience knows that and holston knows that yeah and also the the computer repair guy knows it right lucas yeah yeah so yeah who is dead is he or is he well he's just <laughs> dead he was murdered yes the engineer who keeps the whole place running so they can't just wipe her out Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. They made it. They made a point of saying that the yeah, like the lower did. level deputy, not a sheriff, the lower level deputy, because yep. uh, I looked for that. I think I did. Says she basically keeps the silo running. Yeah. 
keeps you and me alive, keeps everybody alive. So yeah, she thinks it gives her some pretty thick plot armor. Well, and how do you kill her without killing everybody else? I don't think you can. <laughs> the contingencies, contingencies. Yeah. Now, what I don't, I think there's only a limited number of episodes, so it'll be interesting to watch episode two and see what they, um, what they cover. But we haven't even met all the main characters yet. No. Like that on our graphic. Let me just uh, let me go to the starting screen here for a second. Here we can talk over it. We've got one, two, three, four, five people here, right? In this scene, yeah. one, two, three, four, five. So Allison's dead. Yeah. Far right. We know that um, the sheriff is going to end up believing her. The middle picture, Ferguson, the engineer. We don't know who the next guy is. No. Well, you got Tim Robbins there as Bernard. Yeah, but he we seems saw- he seems to be in on it. Well, uh, yeah, but really, maybe it's just, you know, we don't do that sort of thing. He might not be into it. Right. No, but, but I mean, okay, so based on the fact that he's on the poster, he plays a big role. I'm, okay, here's a guess. Here's a prediction. He's going to be, he's he's going to be one of the people who's in on it, but also wants to spill the beans. Okay, write it down. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think maybe what we'll do is write, we'll write down your things and then we'll put a crawl across the bottom, current predictions. <laughs> um, that's, just we a guess. I, that's just the kind of feeling that I get. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like crazy. The tech, I'm going to point, you know, I work in IT, so you've worked enough with computers to know you can't just slam a hard drive that old into a working operating system and and it insta boots no. it yeah yeah and 140 years old do the discs do the discs demagnetize well is yeah. it a spinning disc it looks yeah. like a spinning disc it is a spinning disc it's yeah. uh it's an ata drive um it's an ata drive you can see the connectors on it like they do yeah. that part well right um and we know that they don't find the hard drive. Right. So it's still down there. Yeah. And there was some really interesting stuff on there. They did a really good job of teasing that out. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. So that'll be interesting. The pristine, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where, who finds that hard drive. Right. Because if we believe that Lucas is dead, I mean, he looked pretty dead. Oh, he's dead. He, he's dead. Okay. So then, yeah, somebody, I mean, it's murder that's dead too. Yeah. So nobody, nobody else knows that it's there. Right. Someone's going to have to search and find it again. Just Which like I, the first. Holston could do because Holston knew about him. He knew that Allison was talking to him. Yeah. He might go down there looking for something. Yeah, I could see that. He could find it. I mean, the next person that yeah. becomes the repair person there might find it. You know, pull, like pulls that monitor. Like it's supposed, it's disguised as a monitor, which I thought was great. And they gave us a little quick cutaway and you sort of had the, oh, that's interesting hiding spot for things. Yeah. Like, and there's other things in that thing beside the hard drive. True too. Right? That was a cool little thing that they, they did with like, oh, that's a relic. You're not supposed to have that. Yeah. Right? Like anything from the past. The before is, time. The before time is like, you can't have that. You're getting arrested. Like arrested. Well, maybe more. Yeah. Probably put out to clean. Yeah. Talk about, you know, if you don't clean, you, well, no, if you don't behave, you're going to have to go clean. Yeah. Which I couldn't really figure out if like, does everybody die who goes out and cleans? Like, is uh, that a death sentence? Yeah, it looks that way. 
the last three people that went out you could still see their bodies there right but like in 140 years nobody there's lives. only been three people no that's all that's left because i'm assuming what happens is the suit decays or whatever oh okay yeah okay i mean i don't know well i know a little but i, I don't know how they're gonna um play everything out i think it's yeah. a great world that he's uh set up too right yeah. like i don't one of the book is different it'll i i want to see how he deals with how they deal with things um in that you for your own personal interest should take a look at who uh the director is and what else he's directed and you should uh, also the creator or the director graham the, yost the both and also the person who directed this episode okay um, I think you'll want to pick up on that uh, next time for episode two um, to see what's Morton what. Hildum? Yeah. Check his IMDb. You'll find it interesting. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed the imitation game, hey? Yeah. I like Passengers as well. Yeah. Like, he's, this is not a lightweight. No, not at all. So Grand I found. How about this guy? And Rebecca Ferguson is an executive producer. Oh, I mean. Graham Yost wrote Speed. Top yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, seriously, Speed at the time was a huge blockbuster success. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Sweet. Yeah, no, I I liked it, man. Like it's it it drew me in, right? And without trying to like it, I like it. Yeah. And um, it will be interesting to. See, did you catch the bit about having to go up and down the levels by foot? There's no elevator? Yes. And like, the, how big is this silo? Because they talk about, you know, it took, a, it took us a day to get here. A day and a half, yeah. And then they got to walk insane. all the way up? Yeah. So how many flight? like how? Yeah, and that was cool to see those, I think they call them porters, like those guys running. And then the other thing too, that was, was a nice little addition there was, um, Allison bumps into the one porter and he's like, hey, man, stay to the right. Yeah, they blew like, that, though. Yeah, yeah. because if you watch, if you watch. So before that occurs, I'm looking for that to occur earlier in the show. And the porters are all over the place. They're not in their in that that right lane, lane. Uh, the right and left outside lanes and everybody else in the middle kind of thing and and doing that. But I Is think that they like did. a specific thing in the book. Yeah. There's oh, a really? lot, there's a ton of very great specific details in the book. Like he really did a fabulous job describing it. Um, you know, even down to like in the, in the episode we saw episode one, we see them using the hand language, the hands, the sign language that they use when they're working in the engineering thing. Um, you know, uh, we get to see the schematic of the silo, right? In that hard yeah. drive reveal. And yeah. That seems to be some super high-tech architectural drawing they're looking at. Yeah, which is a little confusing too, because it was like some of the other computer graphics that are shown are like pretty, pretty like. Well, what lasts? What? Yeah, but what lasts longer? In terms of what? Well, how long does how long does the CRT last? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're they're supposed to be all CRT monitors. At least that's the impression I get. And how right. are you going to yeah. fix it? How are you going to fix an LED screen in the future? You don't have a way to well, you don't have a way to manufacture microchips, right? Like, yeah. And we're assuming it's Earth, right? Might not be Earth. Could be Earth. Right. I don't know. Um, it's it's a fascinating fascinating process, and I can't wait to see the uh, 
discussion between Holston and the engineer. We don't even know her name. Oh, it's Juliet. Yeah. They tell us that much, right? So um, that'll be fun. What other, what other details did I like? Um, it's sort of, the Freedom Day sort of reminded me briefly of uh, the Matrix and uh, when they're dancing in the cave. Oh, totally. Right? Like yeah. it's that same sort of uh, control of things. We don't know who made us. Um, it was a little different, I guess, in, in that sense. But there's sort of a Matrix-esque quality to it. Um, yeah. I didn't... It's interesting that you don't... Like you don't really notice the screens, but all the screens that you look outside with are all just computer monitors. You don't actually... Like, why do they have to be computer monitors? And then if the environment is so toxic, how are the cameras kept safe? Like, uh, I mean, that was the yeah, answer, like, right? If uh, I was trying to decipher whether they're meant to be portrayed as a window or as a screen. And I think by the end of the episode, it becomes obvious that it's a screen. Yeah, of the outside to show you what's outside. outside. Yeah. Which then allows for Allison's claim saying that maybe what we're seeing isn't real and what we're seeing is what they want us to see that it makes a totally a total viable uh, claim. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think I like the set design a lot, like the stairs going up because there's a lot in the book. There's a lot of action that goes on on the stairs. And oh, okay. I think they did a, a great job. Well, because going up and down is a big thing. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine that there are people that never travel more than one or two levels up or down from where right. from where from where they're born. You know, so um, I, th I found that interesting. It's a lot. I have this problem with a lot of dystopian films and um, science fiction films. There seems to be way too much room, like especially in spaceships. Like you have. Oh. Right. Like you have all this extra room above you. Like, why is it wasted space? You know, yeah. in this in this particular in the silo, like in the sheriff's office, there's that whole open space in the middle. Like you I would expect it to be my I picture it much more compressed because every square inch of space in there should be accounted for something. And you're not going to just have a place to stand around. So I find that. You know, the, I think they're all guilty of that. Like whether it's J.J. Abrams, you know, or um, James Gunn, right? There's a there's a ton of room in the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. Hell, you could sleep several families. It's huge amounts of room in there. Gobs. Well, let me let me make this counter argument. They are controlling how many people are born so yeah. strictly, um, obviously to maintain what they have. Yeah. They can't have overpopulation because they'll run out of resources. Yeah. It's also assumed to be fully self-contained. Yeah. So it's not like they're producing more stuff. Yeah. So this this is all we've got. This is the, the space they have that we to, have. They have to replace it somehow. That's why they have repair shops, right? Yeah. Repair shops like, and it's this. Not like, it's not like they're running out of space. Yeah, it just seems that, it just seems that there's a lot of room, you know? Yeah. Like in Star Trek might be the biggest, you know, Star Trek and Star Wars are the biggest, you know, people guilty of this. I mean, especially if you look at what we have for air travel, which is no space at all. <laughs> none, like less than none. Like it's 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 crazy. Um, I thought it was shot very well. Like uh, they sort of moved between when they're doing the int intimate parts 
with uh, Holston and Allison. I thought it was it, it was shot really well. It wasn't shot like it was a dystopian thing. It was more shot as a love story with the, you know, how how they did all that. Like it didn't, you know, they you're this is sort of their love story. Oh, reminds me <laughs> to tell you. Um uh and then when it was more of the dystopian, you know, mystery uh police procedural kind of thing it's very okay. much shot in that style right like you see them in the sheriff's office and it's like this could be a scene from barney miller oh wait you don't know barney miller mm, it could be csi from miami csi miami although without the all the great screens in that uh the thing that i remembered in the middle of the love story thing was did you see steven spielberg's letter about episode three of the last of us no homework baby homework you have homework uh oh yeah uh yeah you do just steven spielberg bill and frank episode it'll come up on anything you search uh yeah <laughs> so uh, much he loved it so much he sent a letter to the writer uh. now you're All arguing right. with now you're now you're arguing with spielberg's just in, just so you know buddy what does he know about visual That's media? True. <laughs> the other thing that I thought about this is I didn't get the... Like, there obviously has to be a bunch of CGI in it yeah. for various things, but it doesn't feel like a special effects movie. No, not at all. I mean, there's there's going to be shots for sure, like especially when they're like looking up or down the, the silo. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm like assuming Like our background that we have here, right? Yeah right like super, that's super high quality well that's from that's their that's their can i mute can let me see if i can figure out this thing uh it's the um like this background is one of the images they released for the show that we've got really? going. yeah it's the picture of the uh, what your background or the background on the stream the background on the stream right now oh okay i i haven't got it set i should set up some pictures and graphics to show do that something else to improve upon here at the armchair cinephiles brought to you by figuratively speaking uh minis jeffrey where is she this weekend by the way this weekend she will be at ArtCon in calgary in alberta doing painting sponsored having a blast if you're at ArtCon in calgary stop by say hi to courtney from figuratively speaking minis tell her the armchair cinephiles sent you she takes good care of us and makes us happy which is good. Yeah. She is, if you are a fan of D&D &D right now, she's working on an exciting project. Someone gave her a Tiamat to paint, so it is, is huge. It's dope to the dope to the dope. Is it hat? Is it nearby? Drag it over. Can you drag I'm it over? terrified. I don't want to break it. Has she primed it she'll, yet? She'll get mad at me. If you break it, you're a dead man. You have to hold it back, Father. Oh, oh my, holy it's huge okay thank you jeffrey <coughs> and she doesn't have to worry because there's there's nobody watching this but us right so <laughs> which is great i mean you know no one else can see how she's doing which is probably what she worries about i was so excited she got it when she put it together i think it was when she did the dry fitting on it she sent me some pictures i was pretty excited nice yeah, um, it's pretty awesome it's a really nice print yeah it's uh it's it's nuts um the other thing about that i liked about silo was uh, and you touched on this earlier with there isn't a ton of dialogue and when there is dialogue it's done within a setting that um 
complements the dialogue. So when they're looking at the hard drive, the two of them are close together, the shots are tight, you know, we, we get that this is, this is part of the mystery, we're drawn, we're drawn into it. Uh, then we go to the static shot of the cell where they're sitting and talking and it establishes a wide shot and then it does the, the back and forth. There's nothing, there's no real super fancy camera shots in it to get distracted. Right. Um, yeah, totally. The, the camera doesn't get in the way of telling the story at all. Um, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, which, I mean, is good. And, it, you know, I think it's got good writing. There's a clear plot line in it. Um, the sets do it like those metal desks and things uh, and chairs and everything. So utilitarian. Um, it was great. The Freedom Day celebration. I don't know what else there is I want to talk about to, uh, with episode one. That's all I got. I'm excited for episode two. <laughs> The deputy, I did want to touch on the deputy. <coughs> Excuse me. The deputy plays the role of not wanting to be the boss super well. Like he's fine being the deputy, but you can see he doesn't want to be the guy in charge, right? Like, right. you know, so, um, and he really likes Halston. Yeah. Holston's got a line there at the end. Yeah, you know, um, something about I love you so much. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I hate I, I can't stand you, but I love you. Something yeah. like something like that. Yeah. So um, and at the beginning of the episode, I know you don't want to do this, but do you want to wait until so and so comes in? Right, the next guy who comes in, he gives him the oh. option. Right, and it says no. I'll yeah. you know. Yeah, um, that was a really cool scene um, at the beginning of the episode, which was a flash forward, I guess. Um, yeah, where Holston says I'll be in holding three, yeah. and then um, is it Deputy Marnes? I think his name is. He yeah. comes in after him, and that that scene there, he's like, just the way I don't know if it was directed or the way that they acted it, just how. But he's like, don't say it, don't say it, man, don't say it. Yeah, the way that happened yeah. was was really well done because it was the panic the in his voice. Yeah, but you, you as the audience have no idea what he's talking about. You don't yeah. know what he's going to say. He's like, oh yeah. my goodness, what is he going to say? That's going to be so horrible. And then he says, I want to go outside. And you're like, that was so terrible. what's yeah. But the way it's acted, you're like, oh, my goodness, there's there's something serious about what he just said. And yeah. then obviously you get the whole episode and figure it out. But yeah, the way that was shot was really well done. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really good. I am wondering if the note that we get the close up of at the beginning of episode one comes into play. Hey, I read that as double the flowers at the window or something. I don't don't know what it is. Do you have it there available, Handy? Maybe this. Uh, that was well. He puts his um his, his badge on top of a note. Yeah, but he's that okay. little note that he tears off the pad with the... And what does yeah. that say? It says double the flowers in front of the window. So that must be the big clue. I guess so, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Because I'm... Like, I'm... I can't remember everything out of the books. Like I said, I read it back in 2013. Oh, no. Double, double the flowers in front of the mirror. I mean, it has to mean something. Like, they have a really close-up shot of it. Yeah. You can read it. And it's weird. I, I, I don't get it. It's... I mean, this, so this happens the two years later, right? So Allison goes outside, she cleans, and two years later, you have him do this. So by that point, he had to have made some connections and some sort of secret 
language clue thing that he's dropping to somebody and he puts it in a folder. Yeah, tears it off. You can't see what, what the folder is though. Yeah. And then he writes a little note. He writes somebody's name, I think, on, on a note starting with an M. Looks like it. Maybe it's Martha. Crazy Martha. Ooh. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Anyway. Yeah. Episode two. Uh, any shout outs? Anything? Who was your MVP of the episode? Sheeta uh, Jones did a good job as, as Allison. Um, there was there's a couple times that no, she did a really good job. I, I really liked Holston though. I mean, he's obviously he's going to be the the co main character. I'm assuming because yeah. like Juliet is front and center on that poster. Got it. Yeah. But we don't meet her until the end of the episode, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, no, I thought I thought the acting was great. Yeah, I uh, yeah, and I thought that yeah, like they they do a really good job of making their relationship believable. They did. They delivered on right. that and, really well. And his his delivery of her last rites as she's in jail there and like yeah. he's he's crying and she's breaking up and like they're the acting's top notch. I'm wondering if that is the audition scene. Was the audition scene? for the sheriff oh yeah like i, I wonder if it. that's how they determined okay if the two of you can do this scene cold on a cold read okay we got it yeah i would be yeah. you know i wonder if we could shoot that question off to them we know we got to start doing that shit. we got to start <laughs> just like send it out to yoast and say was one of the audition scenes the last rites from episode one yeah because i mean it's so well done at every yeah, level, yeah. I think. And you I, know. I love that behind the scenes information. And that's like that, not to totally diverge here, but that podcast I sent you about with James Gunn. Holy smokes. Oh, there's some there's some juicy stuff in there. I'm only like about a quarter of the way in. Oh, yeah. It's 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 great. OK, I'm going to wrap up. We're babbling on and we're not you know, yeah. providing any interesting content. If any of this was interesting, um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we are going to try and finish The Mandalorian, which we haven't done. Yeah. We have a bunch more thoughts on that. I know you're surprised because we have thoughts all over the place. Uh, we, and we are going to plow through um, Silo as as well. Um, next time you're in a coffee shop and you hear somebody talking, look over. It might be us. Be well.